Hello and welcome to Saving Your Soul with Dolly. I'm Dolly Barker and I'm so thankful that you're tuned in and listening today. Um, I'm very excited to be bringing you a word from the Lord. Um, I'm going to be looking over in the book of Luke. It's one of the Gospels um, and first chapter. And we're going to be talking about when Mary got pregnant with Jesus and what all that means for us. Um, so in verse 26, it says, In the sixth month, that this is the sixth month, her cousin Elizabeth is married to the high priest, and they're barren. They don't have any children. And so she is six months pregnant now with John the Baptist. This is John the Baptist's mother. And it's, uh, so the angel of the Lord comes to Mary and says, In the sixth month that it was with Elizabeth, Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you, and blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. For behold, you shall conceive in your womb, and bring forth the son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great. He shall be called a son of the highest, for the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, even if his kingdom there shall be no end. Now, this is a pretty this is a pretty powerful word. You know, some young girl is just kind of hanging out, and all of a sudden an angel appears into her and gives her a word from the Lord. Now, you have to remember that this is happening before Jesus went to the cross, of course, because she's just now getting pregnant with Jesus. So um, angels were used in the Old Testament a lot to go and communicate with people. You're not supposed to particularly uh, communicate with them. You certainly don't ask them questions and try to get them to do things for you. You pray to the Father in Jesus' name, and you keep yourself spiritually safe. But this angel appeared to her and told her a word from the Lord. And um, then Mary responded to the angel and said, in verse 34, How can this be, seeing I know not a man? And um, the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, this holy thing that shall be born of you will be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has conceived a son in her old age, and it is the sixth month with her who's called barren. For with God... Nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now I want to show you though, faith was, she was already operating in faith. Faith was not something new in the New Testament, but she was operating in faith. She heard a word from the Lord. She said, um, I don't understand how this can happen because, you know, I'm not even married yet. And he said, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. And she said, well, be it unto me, you know. So what she's doing here is she's receiving the word of God. This is the very first thing that you must do in order to save your soul. You must receive a word from the Lord. When you receive a word from the Lord, like you receive a word that says, you know, God wishes above all things that you be in health. You know, all of a sudden, you're like, 
oh, wow, I don't have to be sick because, you know, if you've been dealing with sickness and you hear a word that the Lord wants you to be healed, you have received a word from the Lord. Now, um, so Mary received it and she said, be it unto me according to your word. It's, it's the word of God. And because it's the word of God, I'm going to receive it. And I'm going to hold on to it. And I'm going to believe that this thing is going to come to pass. Because for with God, nothing is impossible. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are right now. I'm sure the children of Israel in Egypt did not think there was a way for them to get out. I'm sure that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not think there was a way to get out of the fire. I'm sure Daniel didn't think there was a way to get out of the lion's den. But it's not about what you think. It's can you receive a word from the Lord when you're listening to a preacher? The Bible says, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Well, how can they hear without a preacher? So, you know, when, a, when you're hearing the word of God ministered, you can receive that word. You can say, hey, it says that in the word. It will bear witness with your spirit. And when you receive that word and you say, well, I want that. That's mine. Be it unto me according to the word of God. If this is what the word of God says... This is what I would like to see happen. So you hold on to that word. And you hold on to it really well. You know, Mary didn't just, it wasn't just lollipops and roses from here on out. You know, Mary rose up. She knew, okay, I'm pregnant. She believed what she heard. I'm pregnant. I'm not married. You know, he told me that my cousin is also pregnant and that she's six months along. I'm going to go see her. You know, one thing that faith does is when you're in faith, you'll seem to be hanging around other people who are in faith. You're drawn to each other. It's, it's important for you to be around like-minded people. Here, Elizabeth was receiving her supernatural baby. So Mary said, hey, that's where I'm going to go hang out. So she goes to her cousin Elizabeth's house. And um, it says in verse 40 that... She entered the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. She said, hey, Elizabeth, how you doing? And it came to pass that Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, and the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. From whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come unto me? For lo, as soon as I heard the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. So here she goes. She finds this other woman who's also believing God for this miracle. And when she gets there and she just says hello, the other woman immediately recognize what was going on and began to prophesy. And so Mary had confirmation. That's going to happen also. You're going to get confirmation from other people who know and understand what faith is, and they're walking in faith themselves. It's amazing how God does that. Um, Like-minded people can pick each other out of a crowd. You know what I'm saying? So here she is, and she's prophesied. So Mary has confirmation now. And, and then she, she says some things. She, Mary says, My soul does magnify the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. 
For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He showed his strength with his arm, and he scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He's put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he sent away empty. He had helped his servant Israel in remembrance of mercy. He spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode for three months at that house before she returned to her own house. Now, she left Mary right before Mary was going to deliver. There's a lot of good preaching in that because your delivery time is going to get down to very few people. And, and that, is a, that is a time when you're going to have to kind of, um, you know, you got to go through some things alone. And so Elizabeth is about to go through that. So Mary went ahead and went back home. But let me tell you something. It didn't stop there either. Now Mary's got a word. Mary has it confirmed. Mary's excited. By now, she's three months along. Mary's starting to experience things. Mary's seeing a manifestation in her own body. Mary is excited. Here she is, you know, uh, just thinking this is such a major blessing. But you know what happens? Um... You know, it goes ahead here in these next few verses and talks about how um, Elizabeth had her baby. But if you turn over to chapter 2, it says, It came to pass that in those days there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor in Syria. And all went to be taxed, every man to his own city. And Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. So once she got back home... She could keep things under wraps for a little while. But what started happening as this thing started growing and getting bigger and getting bigger, it started getting obvious to people that this stuff was going on. Now, <clears throat> God had to come and tell Joseph, yeah, this is my child, you know, um, don't, don't put Mary away. But here Mary is, and now they got to go travel. She's great with child. Here she is. She is very much pregnant and about to deliver her own child. And again, when you're at that point, when your faith, when you have received the word of God, when you have got confirmation, when you have started walking the thing out, all of a sudden you're getting excited because you can see things developing. You can, you're getting more and more persuaded. You're getting more and more convinced that this thing that that you received, this word that you heard, that you believed, is coming to pass. Now, this didn't happen overnight. And one thing that discourages Christians from being able to stand to receive what God has given them is there's a seed time and a harvest. There's, there's a time when the word of God is sown in your heart, and there's a season. It has to germinate. It has to grow. It has to um, become a plant. Then it has to produce a flower. Then it has to produce the fruit. You know, there's, it's a process. And, and during that season, the word is still true. But there's going to be some signs of it. There's going to be some, some evidence that you do believe what it is you're standing on. It's, you, you haven't lost faith. This is, a good, this is a good season and it's very exciting. But then what happens, you come down to the point where you're about to be delivered of this thing. <clears throat> 
and the, the pressure comes on you. All of a sudden, the pressure. All of a sudden, things are looking like, you know, can I even handle this? <clears throat> Am I even capable of bringing this thing to pass? You know, do I have what it takes? You know, the enemy starts bringing confusion and doubt and all these things. You know, whenever they got to this town to be taxed. Now, remember, this is David's family. They all had to go home to the city of their origin to be taxed. And David and Mary had to go to Bethlehem because that's where he was from, that house and lineage of David. So this was like our family. Every couple of years, we will just all rent out hotel rooms somewhere and we'll all go just tons of people and we just descend on a little town or a, some area of texas somewhere and, and we'll just all get out there and stay for several days and all the cousins are just swimming and playing and all the adults are playing 42 and i mean we just all go vacation together my husband's family is really big, and, and every couple of years we just go and do this. <clears throat> That's what this was like. They didn't go off somewhere by themselves into some foreign land where they didn't know anybody. They went to Bethlehem because he was of the same household and family as everybody else that went to Bethlehem that day. They were at a huge family reunion. And here it was, and while they were there, um, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. <clears throat> now, I want to just suggest a train of thought for you. If all of our family were to go and all meet up at this one town... And here we all are. Even if I didn't like that particular cousin or that particular sister-in-law or that particular aunt or that particular whoever she was, if she was there and she was pregnant and she was about to give birth, I believe that the family I'm a part of, I would like to think that someone would say, hey, y'all come on over here and share this room with us. Here, y'all take our room and we'll go bunk over here with the kids or something. Because here she is in labor and she's having a baby. But no, the Bible says there was no room for them at the end. You know, I always thought it was pretty amazing that when they got out there in that barn, there wasn't 15 other families out there sleeping in the barn. It was just them. She was being judged and ridiculed. And she did not measure up. She's actually really lucky that because she was such a good person and because Joseph didn't put her away and they were engaged, that she didn't get stoned because they didn't roll like that. But they weren't going to participate with what she was going through. They weren't going to line up with her faith 
with what she was saying was going on. You know, and I have found in my life that when I step out to believe God for something and things really start developing and things start coming together and all of a sudden I'm looking around thinking, man, this is going to be amazing. I mean, I've got proof here now. This baby's moving. This baby's tumbling around in her stomach. This She just lays awake at night and sets her Coke on her belly and watches it move around because that baby's in there kicking its feet. You know, all of a sudden it's all there. And everybody else around her says, no, you're not good enough to be the mother of our Lord. What you're saying doesn't line up. You shouldn't be wealthy. You know, if the Lord wanted you to be healthy, then you would have never got sick. All of a sudden, the people around you that for several different reasons, and I can name a few, you know, one of them just some sheer jealousy, but it's not always just straight out jealousy. A lot of times it's because they want what you're believing for, and you're talking all this faith, and you're making them feel guilty because they could be believing God themselves, but they don't want to. They don't want to have to put down their complaining and griping. They don't want to have to give time to God so that they could build their faith. They don't want to have to, you know, um, step out into that area by themselves. They don't want to. They don't want to have to do that. And the thing happened with the children of Israel. Here they were. How many of them came out of Egypt, and they're walking around out there in the wilderness, and and Joshua and Caleb. Are, are carrying this thing, man. They know they're going in. They're going into the promised land. When they go in there and they all look and they come back out and all these other ministers say, we can't do it. We're scared. There's, you know, these guys are huge in there. And Joshua and Caleb says, hey, we're well able to overcome. Well, that convicts everybody else around you that's not in faith. They haven't been growing their faith. They haven't been believing. They haven't been meditating on it. They haven't been holding the belly. They haven't been feeling it. They haven't been involved. They haven't received a word. They're not producing. And so they're thinking, oh, you hush. You're not going to take us in there. And they started wailing and crying. And here these people are. Oh, who do you think you are? If, if God was going to send his child, he would have sent it to somebody better than you. Because they're convicted because they're not the one that God chose. Or there's just all kinds of things going on. Listen, when you're in that faith walk and you're about to produce, it's going to be a lonely time for you. Because you're going to have to believe God. And you're going to have to believe God all up on your own. During the patient season, you know, the Bible says... Follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. During that time when you've stepped out and you've believed, man, you know it's real. You know God is real. You know he said it to you. It was real to you and you're holding on to it and you're growing it and you're listening to tapes and you're listening to podcasts and you're reading your word and you're making your declarations and you're hanging on to it, man. You see it. It's developing. You feel it. It's getting bigger and bigger every day. It's growing inside of you and you're about to give birth to something that is going to not only change your life, but it is going to change the entire world. Because when you throw a stone into a pool, every bit of the pond, every bit of the pool feels the effects of the stone. When you obtain the promise from God, the ripple goes out into all the world. The entire enemy's kingdom feels it. 
You know, whenever you've got people doing miracles, those seven sons of Sceva in the book of Acts, they go over and they're trying to cast a devil out of somebody. And they said, we adjure you by the name of the, the one that Paul preaches about. Come out of this man. And the demon turned around and looked at him and said, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? When you know how to believe God for something and you know how to obtain the promise and that thing is growing in you and that thing is getting big and that thing is developing and that thing is overtaking you and all of a sudden you come to the point where you're about to give birth, let me tell you something. That thing is going to shake the whole world and everybody in the unseen realm will know that you just produced something for God. It will not be a secret. It will not be a secret. Instantly. Instantly. Everything in the unseen realm knows. You just saved your soul. In that whole area, you just manifested the promises of God. And you just made a name for yourself, which is hidden Christ. You just glorified God. Because you dared to believe. When everyone around you was trying to hold you back. When everyone around you was a doubting Thomas. When everyone around you was telling you you're a fool. I bet you when Mary was in there having those labor pains, she felt like a fool. What have I gotten into? What is this? Why are we out here in a barn by ourselves? Why won't anybody believe me? Why does everybody think I'm lying? Oh, I'm sure the enemy was having a heyday with her mind. But the thing was in her and it grew and she knew it did. And you'll know it did. The Holy Spirit overshadows you. When you hear a word from God... And you receive it. You literally have conception inside your soul. There's going to be something birthed. And it's going to be Jesus. It's going to glorify God. It's going to be so incredibly powerful. And there's going to be times on your faith walk where everything is just going exactly the way you want it to. And you can feel it and you know it. And it's more real to you than anything else in the outside world. But there may come a time when you're rejected, when you're embarrassed, when you're treated like a, just a, the worst kind of person, when you're forced outside, when you're scared, maybe you're hurting. And even the people closest to you, Joseph, the person that's supposed to love her forever, even in the back of his mind, he's thinking, well, I wonder whose kid this really is. Only Mary knew. Bringing the will of God to pass by faith is a lonesome journey. When you get to the point of producing, it's going to be you and God. 
And I know sometimes, you know, you think, well, no, it'll be different for me. No, it won't. Because you know what? If all those other people could just jump on the bandwagon and receive it right then, but they didn't do it. They didn't do everything you did. And in the kingdom of God, when you sow something, you reap what you sowed. And it's, that's the way it's so perfectly just. That's the way it's so perfectly fair. Because everybody that's born again has the right to get in there and hear a word and receive it and conceive and produce, carry the will of God and produce that thing and make a difference. Mary's life was changed forever. Imagine being the mom of the guy that can turn the six water pots into wine. Oh, God, the joy she must have had when she's seen him casting out devils and laying hands on the sick. And, oh, the proud joy that she had. But then there was going to be another harvest time. But you know what happened after that? Imagine the joy the next day when she knew he was, he was out of that grave. A joy like you'll never experience any other way. The thing about it is the harvest is always so much greater than anything you could possibly imagine. It's greater than the ridicule. It's greater than the shame. It's greater than the naysayers. It's greater than any of that. And not only do you get to enjoy that right here on this earth right now, but you literally get to sa you save your soul because you stood, you believed, you walked. Look, Joshua and Caleb got to go in. And everybody else in that generation died. And you know, you look at them and you think, well, God, they had to wait all that time. Their strength had not obeyed. God supernaturally kept them strong and healthy and everything else so that when they finally got in that promised land, they got to enjoy it like they had been in there all those years earlier. You won't miss a thing when you're partnering with God. You will not miss a thing. If God has to do some supernatural thing in order to ensure that you get to enjoy it more than anybody else has ever enjoyed such a thing, he'll do it, man. He'll do it. Because you can't outplay God. And I'm telling you, it is worth everything to be a producer for the kingdom of God. And you know, right now, you may be going through a season. Right now in this earth, there is a harvest of the tares is coming up. And you know, all the things that we sow that we don't want to reap a harvest on, we're going to reap a harvest on them. And some of that stuff is going on right now. And whenever I start reaping a harvest over some seeds that I've acted on and I, and I didn't want to reap those seeds, I start praying, Father, forgive me. Get that tree out of me. I don't want to reap that one. I pray for a crop failure. I pray that I'll never sow those seeds again. And you know what? He'll deliver you from it. He'll deliver you from it 100%. But then right after the harvest of the tares comes, all those things are harvested and they're put over in the side and they're burned. But you know what happens? Then it's the harvest of the wheat. And that is the good fruit. 
That are the, that's those things that you've been praying, you've been believing, you're standing, you're standing, you're standing. Can I stand any longer? You know, I'm sure that Mary wanted to give up in the middle of those labor pains by herself, alone, out there in that barn, the filth. You know, the children of Israel, they didn't have their babies in barns. They had birthing centers. They had midwives. They had the cleanest facilities. God had told them to wash their hands with running water Thousands of years before we ever figured it out, half our world had to die of the Black Plague before we decided, hey, you know, we ought to quit sharing a washing bowl here and we ought to wash our hands under running water like the Jews do because they're not all dying and we are. They had the top medical stuff available because they understood that cleanliness was very important on keeping all the Jews healthy. They did not have their babies in a barn. But here she is. Feeling alone. But I just want to ask you real quick, who won? I believe Mary did. I don't know any of their names. Funny, they're not mentioned in the Bible. And she's the only person in the New Testament that went from getting pregnant with Jesus, walking with him through his ministry, going through the cross and crucifixion, watching him right there, and she was in the upper room getting the baptism in the Holy Spirit along with all the other people at the day of Pentecost. She's the only person in the Bible that went through all with Jesus. She's the only one that went through every season with him. She knew him better than anybody else on the planet. That's pretty cool. I want to encourage you today, whatever you're believing for, don't you quit. I don't care what it looks like. Trust me. Once they all figured out who he was, oh, she became real popular. Golly, we have entire denominations all around the world worshiping her on a daily basis. Don't quit. I know I know how lonely it can be. I know how hard it can be. Sometimes I feel like I'm at the very end of myself. But God is with you. God is with you. Try with everything in you to trust Him. Because the harvest will be so good and it will happen so fast that in an instant of time, you will forget every single thing you went through. Instantly, you will not remember it. When she held that baby in her hands, when all the angels in the heavens started singing hallelujah, when the shepherd boys showed up and said the angels were singing and they told us about, she knew she won. She knew she was right. It will all turn around. He'll give you gladness for morning. He'll give you, you know, all the good things, all the things that he promises us. You will win, but you can't quit. Don't let the enemy steal the thing you're believing for. Amen. I know that sometimes this doesn't seem like the, you know, the wonderful fun stuff, but you know what? It's real. And if you're going to be a producer for the kingdom of God, you know, you're going to get challenged. 
The world don't want you to do that. It's kind of like a bucket of crabs. You put a bunch of crabs in a big bucket and one of them starts trying to climb out and all the other crabs in the bucket will literally pull that crab back down and keep them in the bucket with them. Misery loves company. If they can't believe God and they can't get out of this situation, and I'm sure all of them in that motel that night was just really going on and on. And on. Oh, can you even believe she showed up here? How dare her? Oh, I'm sure they had a big old chew Mary up fest until the miracle started. God is well able to silence your enemies. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And you can sit there and partake and enjoy everything that you've believed God for. It's really beautiful. And I'm going to tell you the truth. The world needs you to do it. The world needed Mary to do what she did. They didn't think they did. But look at us now. Thank God she did what she did. Because look at us now. We were all born again now. So even though it doesn't seem popular and even though it seems like, you know, the world doesn't like when God's doing something that's going to help mankind, that's going to heal people and deliver them and restore them and bless them. God, the devil don't like it. The world system doesn't like it. The crabs don't like it. But I'm telling you what, nothing is better than fulfilling your calling for doing that thing for just sticking with God no matter what the world says and producing something that's going to make a difference in the world. Amen? Wow, man, I'm so excited that you tuned in and that you listened today. And if, you, if you've got a friend that might need this, you know, share it with them. Encourage them with the Word of God. And um, I do want to truly thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I, I just ask you to tune in again next time. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.